Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons Podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. So today I have titled this message, Awake. Everybody say awake. Now I'm going to talk about being spiritually awake. Have you ever felt like, uh, maybe in your relationship with God, you know, you're, 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 you're growing and you're going at a, a consistent rate in your relationship with God. You're getting to know Him more. And somewhere along the way, it just kind of goes flat. You know, you feel like you're not growing like you should be, like you know you should be, like the Word says. You can pick other people in your life and you say, I want to be like them, but how come I'm not there? I was, I was on track. I was growing. I'm going to church. I'm praying. And now it's just like the passion is gone. That fire's gone. But I want to get beyond that. How many could say that they've been there at some point in their life? I feel like, you know, that's going to happen to everybody, especially in your walk with God. And so really this message is from my own heart and my own experiences where, you know, you kind of just reach a place of being complacent in your walk with God. And as Pastor Rick shared a few weeks ago on the dangers of complacency, that can be pretty dangerous if you don't choose to get out of it because there's no growth um, when you choose to stay in those places. So the question I have for you is, are you spiritually awake today? Could you say that you are where you want to be in your relationship with God, that you are growing and that you are maturing in the faith? If you're not, my question for you is, what do you think you can do to get out of it? What do you think you need to do? How do you, what do you know to do? Um, And today I really want to speak about a person in the Bible whose life displays somebody who was on fire for God when we read about her. The focus of today is our scripture will be Matthew 22, 37. And I believe it's on the screen as well. It says, this is Jesus speaking. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. Now, they asked Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? And this was his answer. So if there's something you want to get right in this life, it's the first and most important commandment. To love God with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our mind. And how many of you want to be there? You want to be in a place where you know that you know that you know that you love God. It's not just a, well, I think I love him. I I think he's real. You know that he's real. You know that you love him and you know that you serve him. And that that doesn't go away. It's not changed. Well, we're going to look at a person named Mary. If you'll turn with me to Luke 10, and we're going to read verses 38 through 42. We're going to read a bit about her story. Now, she's somebody who is on fire for God. You'll see that as we read the scriptures, she loved him and she um, did all that she could to spend time with him. So in verse 38, it says, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better for her, and it will not be taken away from her. 
And I would want to continue, if you'll move over to John 12, 1 through 8. This is the last passage about Mary that we'll read. Um, But as you turn to John 12, 1 through 8, I want to give you a bit of context. So now we met Mary, and she is somebody who, Scripture says, is at the Lord's feet, right? She's not helping, prepare, anything like that. She's, Lord's here, that's where my attention will be, right? And we see how different that is from her sister Martha, who's distracted, you know, trying to get this ready, this ready, the food, the dishes, the laundry, everything has to be done, right? And But Scripture says Mary chose what was better for her. So in between what we read and what we're about to read, something happens in Mary's life that was probably one of the hardest things she's ever had to walk through. Now you might know of her brother. Her brother was named Lazarus, and Lazarus was sick. And so what Mary and Martha did is they sent word to Jesus. They said, you got to come over here. Lazarus is sick, and he's dying, and we need you to be here. So... Jesus hears that. He comes and he travels back to where they're at. And by the time he makes it, scripture says Lazarus was in the tomb for four days. So he had been dead. And the story goes on to say that Jesus resurrected him. But in between that, Mary and Martha had to grieve the loss of their brother, of someone they loved. And this year, for a lot of you, you could all think of somebody close that you've lost or that you know of that has passed away, and that grief hurts. And so you can kind of see where, where Mary was at. And so what Jesus does is she raises, he raises Lazarus from the dead. And now we pick up the story in John 12, 1 through 8. So this is after Lazarus has been raised from the dead. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of his disciples, Judas, who was later to betray him, objected, Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As a keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put in it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. So now you have a bit of background about who this Mary in the Bible is, right? We see her as someone who's devoted to God, who's worshiping him, pouring perfume on his feet and praising him, right? And we see how she stands out from the other people in the Bible around her. So this is a picture of a heart that is awake. This is a picture of someone who represents Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven: 37, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And how many of you would say, I want to be there. I know that's me. I want to love God with all my heart. I want to keep growing in my love and my knowledge of who he is. But how do we get there? You know, you might have been on track there, but somewhere along the line, it just got flat. And you're, you're, ready, to get, you're ready to get back on track. You're ready to love God. How do we get there? What can Mary show us? What does scripture say? So the first thing she did is it says she stopped and listened. Scripture says she sat at the Lord's feet and listened. Luke 10.39 says about Mary, 
She sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he says, or as the Amplified Version says, she was continually listening to his teachings. She wasn't distracted by all the things that had to be done. She wasn't distracted, you know, that Jesus was coming over and she had to prepare everything. She chose to sit and stop and listen to him, right? And in my Bible, it has some notes at the bottom, and it had a good one. It said, the busyness of serving God can become a barrier to knowing him. So we can get so caught up in, I'm going to serve here. Oh, I, I got to serve here. I want to join, you know, the prayer team and the worship team. And all that is great, right? Because that's how God's church is meant to function, by us serving and coming together, right? But it can come to a point where we get so caught up in that, that we never actually get to know him. We never know the God we serve. We never get to listen to the God we serve. And there's so much that he wants to tell you, that he wants to encourage you with, that he wants to warn you about. And you're robbing yourself of that. And so what can we learn from Mary? To stop and listen. If we want to get back to a place where we love God, where we serve him with all of our hearts, we got to take time to stop and listen to him. Amen? Amen. We should learn to discern the moment. Should I be serving right now or should I be sitting in his presence? Point number two, what did Mary do? She stopped and she listened and she praised him. John 12, 3 says, Then Mary took a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair and the house was filled with the fragrance of perfume. In order to love God with all your heart, you got to take time to praise him. Maybe this is what you find yourself needing to work on the most today. Do you spend enough time praising God? Do you spend any time praising God? Here's what praise does for us. Number one, praise gets the focus off of ourselves and back on God. When I praise him for all that he's done, I remember, okay, God is bigger than what I'm going through, right? My focus isn't on my problem. It's on the God who knows how to solve my problem. And that changes everything. Praise brings us to a place of humility. It helps us to remember that we depend on God. We can't do it all. I mean, some of us have tried to, but, you know, we can only get so far. And it brings us to a place of humility. Lord, I recognize that I can't do this without you. I need your help. I need you to come in here. And it humbles us. And lastly, what praise does is it fills us with gratitude. How many of you would say that you've gone through something hard and when you begin to praise God, you just become more thankful, yes. right? Yes. Especially in this, these past years that we have, it's so easy to become less grateful for just, or it's so easy, yeah, to become less grateful for things. But, you know, this past year has reminded us not to take life for granted, not to, not to be like, so ungrateful for things. And so praise will fill us with gratitude, right? I thank you, Lord, for this day. It could be as simple as that. I thank you, Lord, for this breath. Because we know many people who did not get to see today. And the fact that you did, that God allowed you to see today is such a privilege. It's such an honor, and we should always thank him for that. He didn't have to do it. He chose to for you, right? And then point number three, what else did Mary do? Well, she sat and listened. She stopped and listened. She praised God, and she sacrificed. 
Now, maybe in your walk with God, you could say, yeah, I stop and I listen and I praise him, right? I do all that. But maybe you're not sacrificing anything, you know? Maybe you need to sacrifice something before God. This is what Mary sacrificed. John 12, 5. It says, why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. She sacrificed her perfume. That was her offering before God. It said it was worth a year's wages. Can you imagine saving up for a year for something and then saying, nope, the Lord's worth it. Here you go. Um, I'm in the process of saving up for something, and it's taken me a long time. And to be able to just give it to Jesus because you recognize he's worth it when he requires it, it's just a whole other level of love and commitment. Yes, yes. And that's the place we should strive to be at. For Mary, it was her perfume, but for us, it could be our time that we have to sacrifice before him. It could be our understanding, right? Sometimes we don't want to pray to God because we don't understand why he did this, why he allowed that, and, and you know why we're walking through this. But sometimes, in order to, to know him and to love him, we have to say, God, I don't understand but I don't need to. I'm going to sacrifice my need to understand before you because I recognize there's something greater on the other side. So sometimes, like I said, our praise can be a sacrifice. Scripture says in Hebrews 13, 15, therefore, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. Like I was just saying, Mary's sacrifice was her perfume Sometimes bringing a praise before God is a sacrifice in itself, right? When you're walking through hard stuff, how easy is it to go before God and say, God, you're good, God, you're worthy. Like, that's the last thing that comes to, well, like my mind, you know, that's not our first thought. But, you know, I want you to ask yourself, what is it that I need to sacrifice before God? Is it time in my schedule? Is it my me time? Is it my after work? I need to sit on the couch and relax time. You know, maybe five minutes of that should just go to God. Just talk to him. Just spend time in his presence. Because there's just so much to know and to love about God. And you're just missing out if you don't get to that place. Amen. Amen. And then our last point. So to recap, what did Mary do? How did she love God? She stopped and she listened. She praised him. She sacrificed. And the last one, this one's hard. This one's hard to say. She was challenged. And none of us like to go through challenges because they are hard. Challenges, you can get some easy ones, hard ones. Challenges are hard, okay? What was her challenge that scripture says? It was the death of her brother. Now, just because Lazarus, we know that he was raised from the dead, doesn't mean that you know, she didn't really mourn for her brother. It said by the time Jesus got there, he had been in the tomb for four days. So day one, she's there crying, Lord, I don't understand why this happened. Day two, she's thinking, okay, he's really gone. My brother's gone. Day three, nothing. Day four, and by this time, Jesus shows up, and he comes to her. And even though he raised Lazarus from the dead, she still had to walk through that challenge right? Um, although not all of our prayers are answered like this one was, um, it was, it was still a hard challenge for her. And what did she learn from it? 
She learned more about the nature of God. Here's why challenges can help you go closer to God. Challenges make way for the character of God to be revealed to you. It makes way for his character to be revealed to you in a new way. I wouldn't know he's my peace if I didn't have the challenge of anxiety. I wouldn't know he was my healer if I never had the challenge of being sick. I wouldn't know he was my strength if I was never challenged with feeling weak. And so in those hard moments, it's a great opportunity to ask, Lord, what are, you, what are you teaching me? What are you showing me, Lord? Be my strength today, Lord. Help me to learn something new about you. Challenges can reveal the character of God, and that brings growth, and that growth leads to you loving God more. Yes, yes. Amen? Sometimes we need to pray for God's strength to ask for a challenge. <laughs> that can be pretty hard to, to pray for a challenge, but... Um, on the other side of that is knowledge about who God is. If you want to know who God is, you you got to pursue him. You got to continue in that in that journey. Don't don't give up. Amen. A while ago, my dad was listening to a pastor and he had said something really good that my dad wrote down and he shared it with me. And this is about challenges. The pastor said, "Don't just go through it. Grow through it." Don't just go through your challenge. Choose to grow through your challenge. When you just go through it, you're wasting such an incredible opportunity to learn more about who God is. I mean, we don't get challenges every day, okay? Some days are easy, some days are hard, I get that. But when you have a challenge, grow through it. Lord, what are you... Be my help today, Lord. Be my protector. Be my defender. A week from now, two weeks from now, you'll learn, yep, God is a defender. He is a healer. He is a peace giver. Um, he is trustworthy. I've found that to be true. Um, and then you walk from a place of, of, of knowing that God is your hope, your peace, or your healer to understanding and truly um, just believing that he is those things because you've seen him be faithful in the past. Amen? And so in closing, I just want to ask you again, are you awake? Would you say, I'm where I want to be in my walk with God? I, I, I love God. Would you say that, you know, I believe in God? Even a bigger question. If not, church is the best place to be yes. to start that journey. Amen? Amen? Church is the best place to be. I want to read to you a little bit of context about Matthew 22:37. I mentioned this earlier, but I just want to read the scripture, starting in verse 34. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Amen. So I just want to encourage you that God wants to know you. He wants you to know him. There's so much joy and peace and life that can be found in knowing him. Yes. And it's, I just want to shake people up sometimes like, you got to just do it because your life will be better because of it. Um, 
And God's just reaching his hand out to each one of you today, saying, will you follow me? Will you trust me? I know that you're going through something, but just trust me. Just, just take the jump. Take the journey and see where we go. Amen? So, so if you're in a spiritual sleep, a spiritual funk, you know, you, you don't know where to go, you know, don't know how to get out of it, ask yourself these four questions. Do I need to stop and listen to God? Question number two, do I need to praise him more? Is praise lacking in my life? Number three, do I need to sacrifice something that I've been holding on to for too long? And number four, do I need to ask for a, a little challenge? Do I need to ask God for some strength while I go through a challenge that I'm currently going through? So I just want you to be thinking about that this week. What is it, Holy Spirit, that you are asking of me in order to grow in knowing you. Because when I grow to a place of knowing you, I'm filled with peace, I'm filled with joy, I'm filled with comfort, I'm filled with strength. I can encourage that person and that person and that person, right? So in closing, if you'll just bow your heads with me, I just want to pray over each of us, you know, myself included, as we continue on a journey of seeking and knowing God more and more. So let's pray. God, we thank you for the day that you've given us, Lord. Lord, we don't want to waste another moment without recognizing that we need you, God. I pray that each heart today would just be open and that you would just begin to burn in us a desire to know you more, God. That we wouldn't be okay with just being complacent in our walk with you. I pray that you would take us to new, new levels in our relationship with you. May we know more about your character, Lord. May we come to love you, God. Not just come to church, but to love you, Lord. We want to know you more. We're here for you, God. We're here, we're here to receive all that you have for us, Lord. Yes. I pray that you would make each heart in this room awake. Each heart that desires to be awake, Lord. And I pray this in your precious, precious name. Amen, amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Give Raquel a big hand. Good job. That's the preacher girl bringing the word this afternoon. Amen? Let me ask you a question today. Are you awake? Look at your neighbor right now and just tell them, are you awake? Because you should be today after hearing that. It's great illustration, great points on the fact that we live in a, in a situation where we can get easily distracted, live in a climate where we're becoming easily distracted. And for many of us, we've been in a funk this last year, as she pointed out, this last 18 months, we've been distracted, we've been swayed from where we should be, from our rock, which is Jesus Christ, amen? And so again, are you awake? These are not the days to be asleep, church. These are the days to be more awake than ever. And I'm thankful for that reminder today. Um, you know, as I mentioned, I just couldn't help but think with the situation, with the events that have been going on the last few weeks in, in our lives. I mentioned to you, uh, this year I've done, uh, I think I said five funerals. I've done six, actually, six funerals this year that I've officiated. That's six too many. And we've all been touched. We've all known people that have that have passed away from COVID and, and so forth and other diseases and other things. Life is, is short. It's precious. Be grateful. And it's no time to waste away that, 
that life that God's given you, each of you, each of us even as youngsters here today, and, and I told our, our youngsters here today that I wanted them to hear this message because I, I want you as a youngster, as a young child, to know that God has his hand upon you, and you could be up here in a few years preaching. We just saw Rugine up here playing the keyboard the other day with his father singing the song from Casting Crowns. That was beautiful. But my point is that, that none of us have tomorrow promised. None of us have tomorrow granted. Get it right today. Be awake today. Amen. It's not about mañana, tomorrow. It's about doing it today, figure, figuring out today. Where do I need to be? What do I need to do? Amen. Great message, great word this afternoon. Well, at this time, hopefully every one of you um, have a communion cup. If you don't have a communion cup, I would invite you, just raise your hand. One will be given to you. But will you stand with me at this time? We're going to partake in communion, which is our custom every first Sunday of every month. How many again are thankful for God today in your life? I'm so thankful that God one day came into my life and is now represented, represented in each of my siblings, each of my, uh, in my parents, in my family. I thank God for your families here today. And you know one thing I promised Mother Betty, who's not here with us today, I promised her that we would pray for her sister, Rosemary. Rosemary's been sick the last week. She had a stroke. Her sister, uh, Rosemary, is a, is a prophetess. She is a woman of God. She is a, is a dynamic speaker that speaks to women's groups and has prayer chains. And she had a stroke, and right now she is hardly able to speak. She can't stand. And Mother Betty's with her right now down in Seaside by Monterey with her sister, and she asked me to continue to pray for her. So we're going to pray for her today. We're also... Um, going to continue to pray for those that have a need here and we won't go into all the all the details but you know those of you that have needs today just raise your hand if you have a need today right now just show it to God right now I'm going to pray for Anna's mother today and pray for continued blessings upon her mom and every one of you I know have a need as you your hands remain lifted so let's go to the Lord in prayer first Heavenly Father what a joy it is to be able to come to you as a child, as a child of the King. I see your sons, your daughters out here right now with raised hands to you. They've all expressed the need. And Lord, we bring that need to you, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. God, you are Jehovah Rapha. You are Jehovah Jireh, our healer, our provider. You are the one, you are the one Lord that makes the way where there seems to be no way. You are the one, Lord, that opens doors where there's closed doors. You are the one that with you all things are possible. All things are possible. And Lord, today we lift up Rosemary to you. Sister Rosemary, we pray your blessing, your touch upon her head down to the soles of her feet that she would experience your healing, Lord, a complete and thorough healing in her body. This is your daughter, Lord, and we pray for that healing right now in her body. Touch her right now in the room that she's in this moment in the name of Jesus. Lord God, that she would begin to experience the healing in her body, God, that she knows she can come, that she can receive from you. 
And Father, we praise you and thank you for that today. We pray also for Anna Sanchez's mom, Lord, today. We pray, God, your blessings upon this woman. This is your daughter as well. And we pray, Father, that you would touch her from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, that you would meet every physical need that she has in her body. Lord God, I pray, Lord, that you would touch her right now. Holy Spirit, minister to her right now. Minister healing right now in the name of Jesus as only you can, Lord. God, we thank you right now for touching these individuals as well as every other individual need represented by those hands that were lifted up. I pray, God, your blessings, Father, of mercy, of grace, of understanding, of healing be upon each one today. And Father, we give you the thanks, we give you the glory, we give you the honor. Because Lord, with you, all things are possible. And everybody here said amen. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.